everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org. Hey, everybody. It's me, Nancy Gianni, and I am here with the DG of this house. And, and Franco, of course. the Gigi's brother. Oh, there you go. And <laughs> we are here for what, Gigi? What's happening today? I was season two season. for our podcast. Woo-woo! Season two of A Little Something Extra is in action, baby. And this yep. one's going to be a little bit different, isn't it? Yes. This one's going to be more conversational, less scripted, and just hitting it. Just hitting, hitting the it. topics, yep. brother. Right? We are very excited. Me very too. excited. And are we, we are joined here by a very special guest from the GG Network. Would you like to give a little intro to Miss Janie? I would <laughs> love to give an intro of our awesome awesome guest that we have today. Jeannie Hoffman is actually originally from the Chicagoland area, but she now lives, well, now she's in Colorado, but she is living in Raleigh. She's kind of all over the place. She's a jet setter for sure. And Jeannie was amazing. I met her when her brother Sam um, started at Gigi University. Mm-hmm. And she went on, after she saw the change in her amazing brother from Gigi University, she went on to open her own playhouse in Gigi, in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I don't want to say too much, and I want her to <laughs> say who she is, because it's such an amazing story, and she's such a gift from God. And, and it's such, such a testament. I love that you're here, because I think it's so cool, just that sibling component and how that sibling steps in and fights. And I, I, I see yeah. you with Gigi all the time. I watch you with her and like, you are like obsessed <laughs> with her as your sister. And like. <laughs> well, that's the whole idea for today's episode. The theme is standing up for your siblings. Um, something <laughs> that I think all of us, anyone with a sibling does and every day. And uh, especially uh, siblings of uh, siblings with Down syndrome. Because I think that, you know, at the Me. end of the day we want to no. be their protectors. And, I, and I'm sure. <laughs> Jeannie will uh, will tell us about that too. So let's hand it over to Jeannie so she can uh, you know give herself a little intro. Jeannie, tell us a little bit about yourself, sister. Welcome and thank you for being here from Gigi's Playhouse, Raleigh. Woo woo! Thank you for having me, uh, the whole Gianni family. Um, yeah, so um, I will just say that uh, been blessed. Uh, about six years ago is when um, a friend of mine heard about Gigi's Playhouse up there in Chicago. She saw the sign, and so she told me about it. And I was wondering, uh, that, that was one of my questions. You know what, Jeannie, after all this time, I didn't, yeah, tell us that back part. I did not know how you found yeah. out about Gigi. So it was just a friend of yours mentioned it, Sam. Yeah, and so that's the one big thing that I love to stress about awareness, Nancy, is because uh, the Playhouse is less than 30 minutes away from my parents' house. Right. And it took someone from North Carolina to see it, to tell me about it, to tell my parents. That the playhouse in Chicago was 30 minutes away from them. Yeah, isn't that something? And they had no idea. And you've been open since 2003? Yeah. And and I found it in 2015. Wow. So that's a big part of pushing it here in our community is don't ever assume that someone knows about Gigi's Playhouse because my parents um, 
I think about Sam as an adult because when we learned about Gigi, Sam was 41 at the mm -hmm. time. Um, he's 47 now. And I think about if he was part of Gigi's, you know, 10, 12 years earlier in his life, what an impact that would make on him as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. don't ever take it for granted and right. think that someone knows about Gigi's Playhouse because they may not. Uh, so sorry. Uh, that's okay. Well, well, and it was life changing. I, but I think that that's, I think that's a great segue into kind of talking about your brother, Sam, you know, what your life was like culturally, family, you know, I would love to hear, you know, the story of yeah. you and Sam. Absolutely. So um, my, if, if you're looking, I guess, watching this, it's, um, I'm Korean is my ethnicity, um, second generation. My parents came over in the sixties. And um, so Sam and I both were born in California. My, my sister was born in Korea. And uh, we both were born in LA, in the LA area. And, you know, back then, uh, 1974, you know, my mom was told, you know, he won't be able to read, he won't be able to write, um, he won't be able, he's got some health situations. Uh, they didn't even go into the holes in his heart. They kind of just felt, you know, it's not even worth doing anything about, you know, all those kind of, and that, and that's, the, you know, that's the message she got. Um, you know, I give so much credit to my mom um, especially as a parent myself now, I have two boys, 22 and 20, and, you know, I've gone through the whole th raising your children, but to imagine the, that's the information that you get, um, from that perspective, it's horrifying. I mean, not to have any kind of support. And so I think that that could be, um, that could be, you know, transformative. And so for my mom to not have any resources, I think that that was really, really hard but she didn't know any better so right. what my yeah. mom did was she just took she's a very christian woman she took care of him the best she could and that's it um as 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 i as i grew up as a sibling um i just had to follow my parents lead right. um there were times that i questioned i i asked a lot of questions and my mom and i talk about it now she said oh you would just bother me with all these questions she goes but i didn't know the answer uh -huh. and i and i didn't know why sam couldn't do these things i didn't know why and but nor did she have you know my parents are very highly educated nor did she have the bandwidth to seek out anything any help because there was no organizations to do that and so um i i, I think about our sheltered way of living um with the child with down syndrome during those those first 40 years yeah. i guess um as i grew up as an adult of course i always saw other children adults with down syndrome but like what do you do approach them and say hey can you hang out with my brother i right. mean you know there was no place yeah. right there was no yeah. place and that's where you know when when i stepped through those doors in 2015 i mean i have it in an article may 5th 2015 is oh. when i walked through hoffman estates Gigi's playhouse wow I, I i say it it's it's um i say it's disney world for down syndrome that's how i've oh. described it to people oh, because awesome. it's it's joy it's acceptance and it's a safe place. Totally. And that's what I thought the most um, important, that's my big takeaway when I hopped on that plane to come back to North Carolina was, wow, it's a place for my family. That's um, awesome. That's no awesome. Question asked. Yep. So that was our journey to, to Gigi's. And I, I flew home that night. I told my husband all about it. And I basically is like, oh my gosh, I have to start one here because this is a place that my family needed all those years ago, um, 
And even at 41, when Sam started going to programs, he just started changing. And, um, you know, I could already see the change in him, the change in my parents. Um, I'm so proud of my parents um, for what they've done, but they, um, talking about acceptance, we're talking about acceptance within our community. For my family, it was acceptance within our family. Oh, that's amazing. So. That's amazing. And I know it's a lot for you to share. And I'm, I never knew the full journey of where it went, but I know that you never want another sibling to feel the way that you felt that, that he missed out. And I know that that's been a big um, point of inspiration for you to continue to do everything you do with not only expanding your playhouse now, now you're helping the Charlotte location. I mean, you're doing amazing things in your community and beyond and inspiring the entire um, Gigi's network and sharing that story and that, that isolation that, um, that you had and yep. that your family had and only because they didn't know. Right, yep. And, and I have a question just coming from a sibling perspective because I mean like when yeah. you're sitting there and you're, cause that's, I mean, when I look at Gigi, I mean, she's really the one thing I care about more than anything in this world. And I know for a fact, cause I know Sam and I know you and I've seen how you interact with him. It's, it's absolutely the same. And like when you're in that situation, when you're a young kid and you're like, you see your brother and you're wanting to have there to be so much for him, what was kind of going through your mind on like that daily basis? Like, how can I do something? Like, what can I do to bring him out and try to help make a better world for him? Yeah. And I, to be honest, Franco, I, I didn't know. Um, I, that's when I would ask questions of my mom. I said, yeah. you know, are there places for Sam to go? You know, and then she did do a couple things. We did have a couple church things that we would go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, nothing against this church, but, you know, we did. There was I remember this one program. It was like in the basement, down the hall, downstairs. Um, it, it wasn't a joyful place. That's for sure. Right. Um, and, and there was no learning there. The expectations were so low. Yeah. Um, and. So when you're surrounded by that and not any of this positivity, now I think I have to say, you know, I'm in my 50s now and Down syndrome definitely is very different now than it is, you know, when I was growing up for the better, of course. But I still think there's education out there, you know, and as you and I, you know, we all know from our family's experiences, there's still so much education. But I think just having a place and that's what I think is so important about Gigi's Playhouse, it's a physical brick and mortar place for our participants. There are so many other organizations in the Down syndrome community that do amazing work. They do their research, they do all the advocacy, they do all the stuff, which is amazing. But I think what sets us apart and uniqueness is, um, again, we're not competing with them, we're collaborating with them, we should be collaborating with them, is that we are a physical space for our families. Our participants are those with Down syndrome and then our families and our siblings. And it's a place for them to get educated and to be advocated for. Um, And so I think when I was growing up, there was just nothing like this and there was nowhere to turn to. Um, So I would just do things within my small group of friends. But again, it wasn't enough. And so when I uh, truly, Nancy, when I walked through those Gigi's Playhouse doors, this was finally a a platform for me to be able to stand on so I could advocate for Sam and for anybody like him um, as well as that adult population. Of course, I know Gigi's is the whole journey. Um, I just met um, a prenatally diagnosed mom a couple of weeks ago via phone. 
Um, and it's that, but being here from step one all the way to adult, um, even though we came in late in the game, later in the game, um, you know, there's still that message of it's never too late. Like I like to say uh, with Sam, even at 41 and now 47, um, you know, I, I, I feel that he's um, got a more fulfilled life as Gigi's is part of his life for sure. Absolutely. I remember watching Sam grow. I remember the first time I met Sam was at a photo shoot. And I was like, and he came walking in there like, what is this crazy world that we're thrown into? Yeah. This, And it's a world yeah. of celebration. I mean, Gigi's is a world of celebration. It's a world of empowerment. I mean, that's what we are and that's what we do. And I loved watching Sam from the beginning. And he's got that, just that whole um, Sam way about him. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> I love that kid. I know. And I got the privilege of being able to really work with him at Hugs and Mugs, too. I mean, when That's he. That's right. Cause for, for years. I mean, I, and he was he's still one of my favorite people ever because I think that something that you can really see in him is this curiosity for the world. And I think yeah. that probably has a lot to do with, you know, those years of not having that exposure as much to it. Because I remember every time that we'd be in there, he was never really able to, he would never want to just like sit down. He'd always be up, moving around, wanting to go talk to new people and wanting to constantly interact with so many different people yeah. because I think he just like felt like that was always something that he wanted to be able to do. And now that he has that opportunity to do it, he was taking full advantage. And he'd always walk up and he'd, he'd, oh. and he'd always walk up to me, do you want coffee? Okay. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. And then it just would just snowball into those conversations that you'd have. And he just asked so many questions. And that curiosity factor is just such an amazing thing that he was now allowed to express. Totally. And, and I, I think it's the giving, too, that he wanted to give back. He And yes. that's I, I was talking about this yesterday is that, like, you'd always know if somebody, if, if someone saw Sam because they would come out and they'd have a sugar pack, a sugar packet in their pocket because Sam, as soon as they'd order coffee, you want sugar? Uh, no, no, thanks. I'm good. Come on, just take it. Just take no, it. it's okay. No, take it. It's okay. It's okay. You take it. And you had to take it. Like, oh, yeah. you had to take Sam's sugar bag. And it became a thing for us. We were always like, oh, you saw Sam. Because he just wanted to <laughs> give. He had so much to give, you know? And he yes. still has so much to give. And that's what, yes. like, that is always my constant message when I see Sam. And, you know, I love, he's so, um, you know, the way he likes to be so unassuming Yet that personality is right under there and it always comes out in his mm -hmm. own way and that I love about him. But just that sugar, those sugar packets, whenever I see them, I think about Sam and just that he had so much to give this world and that was one way he was able to do it when he was working in the store and able to do it. And I'm, I'm so glad that COVID is clearing up and that we're going to be able to give, you know, that now the store is back open and things are starting to happen and they have so much to give. And that that's just those sugar packets. Whenever I see them, I think of our Sam. And just, I remember when we had, you know, news reporters here, whoever was here and they'd get a coffee, they'd come up to me with their sugar packet, <laughs> pull it out of their pocket. And they loved it. They loved that he was like, no, it's okay. It, you take it. You take it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And I think I think one of the things behind that is definitely, you know, he's used to receiving so much help and everyone, do, you know what I mean? And and yeah. this is like you said, this is finally his way of helping others. Yes. And it's it's a, a, a an avenue for him to be able to communicate because he's he's he um, definitely has some challenges with communication totally. yeah. um, of being showing em emoting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is his one way of being able to do that is to um, is to give. Yeah. And to, you know, to to be able to reciprocate all that, that he was given and now giving to others. 
for sure. Absolutely. That's what those sugar packets are. That's Sam's something extra. So that's, you know, when I think about the something extra, that is Sam's something extra is giving back. So speaking of something extra, Jeannie, you know, now it's your turn. What do you, you know, this is called a little something extra with Nancy and Gigi and Franco. And we love to find out what is that something extra that you have that inspires you, that makes you inspirational, that gives you your drives, your superpower to keep doing all the things that you do. So what do you think is your superpower? Gosh, I don't know. Oh my gosh, um, I know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I guess I would say maybe um, this whole experience with Gigi's Playhouse um, has given me the opportunity to share my story um, it's not all roses by any means. Right. Um, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's uh, me telling some reality of what Down syndrome is too. Yeah. Um, it is not all happy. Uh, there are some challenging times. But with that said, I think that uh, my superpower has been able to share my story totally. and to hopefully inspire people that it's okay. And now we have to move forward. And Gigi's Playhouse is a place that you can be a part of to move forward, whether you are have a child with Down syndrome or whether you're a donor. Absolutely. Um, and being part of this whole experience. I, I've really, every day I go home, I think about the day that I had. I think about how blessed I am. I think about the families that we're impacting and it just drives me even more to help and to serve our families. Um, as you mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm involved with the Charlotte Playhouse because I can't let this families like mine that are out there that need Gigi's. So I, uh, I share my story because uh, I want people to believe in us. And that was one thing I did an interview earlier today about he asked, what, what's your one thank you to your donors? And my thank you is thank you for believing in me and in bringing Gigi's to our community um, and believing in that and being a part of it because truly the impact that you see in our participants is amazing. Um, so I don't know if that's that super is, far, but That is, a, well, and, and when you were saying it, that's exactly what it is. First of all, to me, it's recognizing gratitude and giving it to others. And that's exactly, I mean, you are so grateful for everything that you've received and you are now passing it on to others every single day. And I think, and in doing that, you're inspiring people everywhere around the world. I mean, your story, you know, you're, we had you in our gala video this year. Mm -hmm. It's so inspirational and, and it's so heartfelt because it was something that's really hard for you. It was something that that you never understood growing up. And it took until your brother was 41 that you were able to find that. And now for you to make it your life's mission that nobody else has to wait till their brother or sister is 41, that they can get this from the beginning. I mean, that is your superpower, is your empowerment, your inspiration, and you sharing your story, like you said, because people just don't know. And, they, and, and you don't know unless you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we get it here. And to see you like that, and, and it's so raw, it's just like I have so much gratitude that I was able to have Gigi's, that we started Gigi's because mm -hmm. it was kind of the same thing. And, and really for me, it was 
when we started the very first location, it was more about my other kids and, and what their life was going to be like and what I wanted their life to be like and what I wanted them to see. I, I really wanted to, to share what Down syndrome was with the world so that it would be more normal for my own kids. You know, that was kind of selfishly the way I started it. I didn't want them to feel the isolation that I felt when Gigi was born. You know, when, when people came in and there was, you know, nobody, like it was a somber event. It wasn't like a regular birth. And I remember nobody was looking at us and they were taking good care of us, but we were that family now. And I didn't know how to tell my kids. And that was, so they were my biggest driver um, in creating that change. And I'm so grateful now, 18 years later, that we have the playhouses, that I have people like Jeannie and other people that are going out and spreading this incredible message of acceptance and love. And I'm so grateful to you, Jeannie. You have no idea. You have just been a force. And literally, you guys, when she like left, you know, she came here, she saw what it did for Sam. She literally left Gigi's with like a business card and that was it. And she called us like a week later and she had already secured a $50,000 donation to open a playhouse in Raleigh and then she got another 50000 I mean, like with a business card and a brochure, like, you know, just a brochure walking out there. And that's all she passion. had. And serious passion, Franco. Yeah. That's the yeah. superpower. It, it's, that's her superpower. I mean, I think from a sibling perspective as well, I mean, I can, I can completely understand what you're like that, that power that yeah. you, that you, that you hold is that idea that you just really care and you really have that passion for for Sam and for and for making sure that no other sibling out there has to really be has to kind of go what you what you went through we alone in those times of 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 uncertainty and not knowing what to do and being able to be able to bring that to a community where you can be like okay here is an avenue that you can take that you could really that you could really feel at home with and you could feel like you could really make a change in, in that person's life that, that you love so much. And I mean, that's why I'm so happy Gigi gets that. I'm so happy that you get that now and that Sam gets that and that so many of these other siblings that I've talked to and that's yeah. what's cool about being a sibling advocate is being able to talk to them and getting their perspective as well on, you know, now that they, now they know those action items that they can take right. in order to really... Uh, really do that good and make those changes for their for their sibling and, and for all and so many others oh sorry Jean. she's like tapping like uh do i get to talk to Jeannie? because like i've got oh, yes. questions too yes she's but again I, I love what you were saying there and and really tapping into those young siblings that are coming now like it comes to mind we have this one sibling who's amazing sarah kate who who just everything is about her sister and in, about giving her sister a better life and acceptance. And we have so many of those, and I'm really excited to give all those siblings a voice. And I feel like this is our year. We were starting that right before COVID hit, and now that we are back opened, we're at 55 locations and serving families in 82 countries, we have a lot more siblings and a lot more lives to change. Mm -hmm. So I feel yeah. like this is totally. our year. I'm so excited for 2022 because mm -hmm. we have, you know, we worked so hard in 2020. 20 and 2021 to keep things going and to keep building and innovating and we did that and catapulted into all these other countries that we're serving but now we got to backfill it with all that support we got to backfill it you know to help not only that individual with down syndrome who benefited from our programs but with all that support of the siblings and the grandparents and the parents and the extended family and everybody who who benefits from having that beautiful child with down syndrome in their life sorry Gage. yeah I know. she's mad at me all right i know we got to get Go ahead. Let's see what you got. Question? Yeah, okay. I do. What is your favorite part about Down syndrome? It's my favorite part about Down syndrome. Hmm. Well, 
gosh, that's a tough one, Gigi. I thought you could give me a nice, easy one. <laughs> Uh, I would say their uniqueness. I know we don't want to really strive on their uniqueness because we want to be, but at, at the same time, I'd say they're unique. I agree. And, I agree. You know, they're just, there's, um, they're not all the same either. And that's one thing I, I talk about when I talk about bringing a GGs to your community and people are like, oh, is it only Down syndrome? And, and, and yes, it is a Down syndrome achievement center. Yes, and that's how we are trained. That's what I, but of course we don't say no to anybody. And of course- Everyone's welcome. And everyone is welcome. And that is one of one of our, when we first opened, I do remember one of our families that came, um, her daughter had a different kind of syndrome. I forgot what it was, but it was a very, very um, uh, unique one, a, um, unusual one. And she came and I remember she saying, oh my gosh, you know, my, my daughter doesn't have Down syndrome. We're like, that's okay. Yeah. And she joined our programs and awesome. she said that was the most welcoming re reaction I had from an organization who didn't know or didn't care what my child's diagnosis was, <laughs> but you still included me in this program. And so she came for a oh, well, number, I would say probably for two years until um, she went to school age. And I think that was really important for us to realize that you know it, it's um it's a family for her but she did there are a number of our um uh, participants who don't have down syndrome say gosh i wish i had down syndrome you know because <laughs> because of because Gigi's playhouse is you know is a home for them and so um i would say uniqueness i love that absolutely and, All right. and I think it's also like just to kind of add on to that. I know you want your moment, but at the same time, just across the whole network when it comes mm -hmm. to all the Gigi's Playhouses, I think that when you say like there's there's so many different types of, you know, disabilities or abilities as, as, as I like to call them, but um, that don't necessarily have like that home. I mean, like there's so many different places that like, you know, you have places where individuals with autism, you have people for individuals with Down syndrome, I mean, for CP, I mean, there's a lot, there's so many different um, ones that you can go, but, but there's also just ones that aren't really necessarily identifiable or even have that identification. Being or they're so rare that there's, or, there's not even or a Or that network. too, that yeah. there's not enough of like a foundation for there to be actually be enough of like people to actually yeah. just be just that demographic. and. And it's just nice being able to kind of offer something like that and also yep. just broaden the perspectives of the families that are here. Totally. And, <laughs> and, and being able to kind of just see that like everyone is unique in their own way. Um, and, I've, and I always say that every single person's unique in their own way, regardless of a, any t sort of, you know, disability or diagnosis, yeah. anything like that. Um, everyone's different in their own way. And I think that being able to celebrate that, being able to accept that and open your arms to it, is I mean something that's really special about Down syndrome and just GGs in general because I feel like that's just there's so much acceptance there because I mean cool. since Down syndrome is the largest chromosomal disability, yes. there's a obviously a big demographic for that. Totally. So being able to take it, being able to just allow so many more people just be a part of that community, not necessarily being a Down syndrome community, just being a, a an acceptance community. Yes, is right. is something that um, I really see with with the Down syndrome community. It's it's so much more than just that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Chief. Sorry to derail you. Why do you love Judy's Playhouse? Why do you love Judy's Playhouse? Mm. Oh. Whew, okay, another hard one, Gigi. <laughs> um, I would say it's created a platform, as I mentioned earlier, not to repeat, but it's created a platform, I think, for me specifically, personally, um, but also for our community. Um, because of Gigi's Playhouse, I would say a lot of our families and a lot of our participants are able to use Gigi's Playhouse as a platform for potentially their own business 
or it's also for them to get community outreach mm -hmm. or for them to get involved in different capacities. It's exposure and not to use Gigi's Playhouse, but it's created, like I said, a platform for the good. Absolutely. And um, I think that, you know, there's nothing bad with any of that. I think it's all good that um, Gigi's Playhouse is this is a, is a community and is created a, is a platform for all of our friends and our families to be advocates um, for um, this population. Totally. Good answer. Good answer, Jeannie. Agree, girl. <laughs> okay, this one is this one's kind of easy. Okay. Oh, this one's easy. So she's giving. Okay. This one is definitely an easier one. Sam is so funny. What does that makes makes you laugh? Can you read that one again? Sam is so funny. What does he do that do that makes you laugh? Sam. Sam yeah. Sam is so funny? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what does he do that makes me laugh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, the list is long. <laughs> <laughs> Just even yesterday in the car ride. Mm -hmm. Um I think what makes Sam Sam is very uh with I think a lot of, so Sam's just um uh, he's honest. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and and he has no filter. So so you kind of get what what he's thinking. You kind of get it. <laughs> Whether you want it or no not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I will I will I'll share this in a personal story with you. Um, I don't know where he learned this, and this is truly a Samism, is what our family calls it. My husband and I will be talking about something. My husband's name is Jeff. And we'll be talking about something. And Jeff has known Sam for many years. And Jeff will be like, oh, my gosh, your sister's driving me crazy. And Sam goes, you marry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so, Jeff's so like, now, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so he says that now to my parents. So now as my parents are getting older, um, my dad is getting, you know, is, is uh my mom gets very frustrated and we'll, say, we'll be saying these things to my dad and then you hear in the background so now this is over the phone i can hear this over the phone and then all of a sudden you'll hear sam go well you marry <laughs> like you made your bed now you gotta sleep about in it. my dad and her bickering about something and then in the background you hear sam going you marry <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> That makes me laugh. Oh my gosh, it makes me laugh too. All right, one more, Jeej, what do you got? If you had one message to the world, what will it be? If you had one message to the world, what would it be? Ooh, gosh, another hard one. <laughs> uh, hmm. I would say, well, I love our tagline, be accepting, be generous, be kind. Yep. And, you know, I think really getting to know people and, and just being, um, you know, this world, it, it's been tough the last few years for sure on so many different fronts. And um, I would just see, you know, say to look, um, sometimes give more grace mm. to people and you don't know what they're going through, of course, but give more grace. And I, and also, I would say be part of something good. And um, everyone wants to be part of something good. So be part of something good. Oh my gosh. That's a good, great message. Yes, great be a part message. Of something good. Yeah. Well, and being a part of something good, though it might take a little time, it gives you so much more than you ever, ever 
have given your time. It's so amazing when you do just, you know, that like our volunteers, you know, as well as I do, they walk in here saying, you know, I volunteered to help the kids and now the kids are helping me and their lives continue to improve as do our kids. So it's such a gift, such a gift when you yeah. talk about that, do something good. That's an awesome thing to say. Chances are when you do it, you're going to get hooked on it and yeah. you're going to end up constantly returning back to it, wanting to do just more and more things that are good too. And just constantly wanting to make that impact because once you do it, you're kind of hooked. Yep. There's no doubt. Um, One of the things that I want to talk about, too, and what's been so cool about having so many different guests on the show so far is just so many different backgrounds of people. And, um, and, you know, we've had, you know, just so many different conversations. And one of the things that I kind of want to ask you is just on a cultural level, um, when it comes to just like the experiences you've had and, and, you know, being in in Korea um, with your brother and your brother being raised there how do you think the cultural impacts are around like down syndrome and disabilities um that that you've experienced that you've seen well so we were actually born here in the united states are you guys so were, we, yes yeah I knew we you guys were, were, but like your the- your parents <clears throat> yep 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 and so um i think that um culturally you know this is me being raw um you know it, it, as a um the whole special needs, at least from my perspective, um, being when I was growing up, it definitely is not highlighted. And it's um, it's something that you're not going to be showcasing for right. sure. Yeah. It's yeah. something that you hide, um, something you don't, don't elaborate on and you don't share with your friends, things like that, that you have a child with Down syndrome. And that's really not part of a family conversation for sure, or with your friends. Yeah. Um, and so it, um, it, it, it was a hidden, it was a hidden thing, you yeah. know? Um, sure. and, sure. uh, you know, I think about it now as an adult, it, that's, that's hard for me to, I was a part of it. Um, but I didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that's though, hard. that's one thing I will tell you though, it's unfortunate that I think even though now we're in 2022, I think it, it's still probably um, is, is it will be always there, that mm-hmm. cultural divide and um, whether or not to, and I, I will say that it's in our numbers. I'll tell you, it, it, there's, um, Sam and I are very identifiable in our playhouse, I will tell you, because we're the only Koreans here. Yeah. Um, there's a very small percentage that are ethnically diverse because I think of of that, uh, the stigma mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know, I'll be honest, Korean culture is, you know, you're expected to be a doctor or a lawyer. Those are the two things. Right. So if you can't be one of those, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I know that's similar with other cultures. Um, mm-hmm. I've, 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 uh, there's other cultures that have that same um, so to bring in the component of Down syndrome and, and not exceeding, you know, those expectations uh, is is tough for parents. Mm-hmm. But I do say, you know, that's one thing I do want to, you know, we're a place and, and you have to, it, it's your child, though, at the end of the day, it's your child. So yeah. do the best that you can for your child and let your child be the best they can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what, my very first, when we opened the very first Playhouse, um, one of the first calls I got was from... actually a social worker and it was about a baby that had been born and the baby was Korean and the family was very conflicted this woman knew me she knew of my story asked if I would reach out Um, 
And I went to her house. She lived local. And I went to her house, and I was heartbroken for this poor young mom. She was a young mom. This was her second baby. And when the grandma answered the door, just her eyes were swollen from crying so hard. And when she answered the door, she says, no, she, she did not want Down syndrome in her house. And then she looked at me and says, you don't, you're not Down syndrome. And I'm like, well, no, but I have a daughter with Down syndrome. And she was like, no, you can't. There's no way. And then her and the uncle went in the bedroom and they were, you could hear them, you could hear them crying. They just went, they were so ashamed. They sat and this poor young mom was going, and this is what, she didn't know what to do. She says, I think I have to get rid of this baby. I can't have this baby in my house. This poor mom, instead of her mother and her uncle celebrating her, they were literally in a side bedroom, ashamed and crying. And, And she just needed me to tell her that there was worth in her child. She needed to know what his life was going to be like because this is all she saw since her baby was born. Can you mm-hmm. even imagine? Like, and I think about that boy to this day. Like, whatever I haven't, they moved um, early on. She would bring him, but the mother, the the family would not be involved at all. She would meet me, yeah. and then she would bring him. Um, and I don't know whatever, whatever happened with him. I don't know where they ended up. And you know, when you don't fit in your own family, that's mm-hmm. devastating. I mean, she was just this gorgeous mom. Um, just just had had a baby with Down syndrome. That was all. You know what I mean? It wasn't the end of the world. Life shouldn't have been over. Right. But she was shamed in her family right here in the yeah. suburbs of Chicago. Yep, and, absolutely. And I think that's why it's, it's such an amazing thing what you're doing, Jeannie, because I think you're really, you're representing. And I think you're doing such an incredible job doing that. And I think that just, you're just going to continue to change lives. And I think you're going to change so many perspectives. And I do mm-hmm. think that... Um, it's 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 something that's across multiple cultures. I mean, it's not just like Korean culture. I mean, we've had conversations. Oh. I remember when we talked with Mika Caldwell. Yeah, she was telling us as well that like even in the African American community, I don't know if it's as much um, like a shame thing, but I think it's more so like kind of just like not necessarily going out as much and having this much exposure. Um, and, I, and I'm sure yeah, we'll have she more felt com- so isolated in the black community too. Yeah, she, and, and that's sure. why she wanted to be an Instagram influencer. She like, wanted to be an Instagram. Yeah, exactly. This is my beautiful baby. It's okay. But she also mm-hmm. got that from the minute she, she had a prenatal diagnosis, and she was a very young mom. Mm-hmm. Had a prenatal diagnosis, and and the the guy was like, you know, people like you terminate these pregnancies, and she was like, what does that what mean? Does that like, mean? Yeah. yeah, people like me, are you talking color? Like, what does that mean? And that your yeah. community your community doesn't do this, and it was she was kind of like, well. Yeah, we do, because we love all. You know, she mm-hmm. felt very um, offended, and she should have. Yeah. So this is yeah. a lot of the stuff that we want to be able to bring up, and we built Gigi's Playhouse for everybody. Absolutely. Everything is free. There yeah. is no barriers, and everybody's welcome. So I, I just i am so grateful that you are helping us bring this out to everybody, opening us up into any marginalized group or just any culture. Everybody knows that they can come here for free programs. Everything we do is free. Everybody is accepted as they are. So, Jeannie, it's been awesome, awesome having you on here. Mm-hmm. And now we, you know, we kind of do our little segment. Um, Gigi can do some tips, right, Gigi? Right. Gigi does her tips. What? But I think since these are about siblings, um, I think that we have some tips that me and you can both kind of go through and maybe mm-hmm. Jeannie can talk, can, uh, you know, confirm if those things are true. So you want to start with your... Wait, what did, what did Franco say? Did you say tips? I did say tips. We got to bring it back for season two. Got to bring back the tips. Be 
be good sibling and be nice to everyone. Those are two good tips. I'll I take that. I think that's a good start. All right. I also think mm-hmm. that being a good sibling, you have to protect your siblings. And okay. you also have to make sure that they are always being represented properly, especially. And make sure, and make sure, and make sure you love them. Of course. And make sure you love them unconditionally. Yes. I think that's yep. the most important thing because I think the most important thing about loving your sibling and showing the world how much you love your sibling mm-hmm. is the world then seeing your love for them. And it then is something that, you know, is reciprocated spread. to them. And then it could be able to be more easily spread. Because I think, you know, having that pride um, for who you yes. are and who your family being is. Being proud of it. Absolutely. And being and proud of celebrating it, which is something that um, you could probably. Do you have a couple tips for us, Jeannie, as a sibling you mm-hmm. want to add? To Gigi's tips? I would. And so I would say, you know, because Sam really didn't didn't have any of the speech and any of those kind of things. So for siblings who maybe their their sibling um, it has challenges with communication, I would say you can be their voice. I would say be your be your sibling's voice. And help them help them be their voice. Very so good. And that's if you can help say. them find theirs as well. That's awesome. Yep, absolutely. Help them find theirs as well. Absolutely. I love that. That's awesome. You guys, we did it. We just wrapped up an episode. That was so awesome and went places. I had no idea it was going to go. I kind of need, next time I will have tissue closer by because I did not know that (laughs) Jeannie was going to take us down there. But I'm so glad that you did. I'm so glad that you did and that it's that honesty that's going to help us help others. And we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful that you came on. Mm -hmm. And really quick, I just have to say that Gigi's Playhouse Raleigh, which is the first playhouse that she started, and she now helps our um, Gigi's Playhouse Charlotte, and she does mentor other playhouses around the network. We're so grateful for you, Jeannie, and everything that you do. But she is doing a huge remodel of your playhouse. Like opening, really quick, tell us about that, because, and we have to be at that. Give me your date. Of your well, opening. so we're, we got pushed probably September. So it's oh, okay. probably going to be September. Oh, good. It's going to be September. Okay. Um, but we are moving to um, an area uh, which there is going to be a multi-million, I think it's $70 million outdoor park. Awesome. And we're awesome. right next door to it, literally walking distance on the same Amazing. side of the park. And we're in a, a building called the Walker Building. And that's apartments on top. And then on the bottom is retail. And we're going to be a 4,700 square foot space there. And we'll have a dedicated gym, a dedicated kitchen um, to expand on our programming. Awesome. And um, then we have four learning labs and then just really big open um, open space and a couple other classrooms. But we're just super excited. And then we have this whole little kind of professional office, kind of similar to what you guys there in Hoffman Estates, um, because we do have a couple interns that we're that are regularly coming in and helping. Excellent. And so, um, as you know, we, we are really pushing the whole job um, community um, thing here um, because um, after 22 where, where do they go what do they do so Absolutely. we've been making a lot of connections and a lot of seeds that we planted a couple years ago are now coming to fruition which is amazing awesome. and uh, you know just in um, 2021 we placed five of our adults into employment awesome in um, 2021 too coming out of the pandemic that was in 2021 yeah, yeah that was yeah That's exactly so during that year That's... So we're super excited about the exposure that we're going to get in our new facility totally. because we are going to be in with all the other companies as well um and just being in this spot next to the park so as super you, excited 
As you should, sister. I love what you said earlier about, you know, you go from being in the church basement. If we if we continue to meet in the church place, basement, that implies that's where we belong. And the fact that you are in city center, right in the middle of it, right where everything is happening, that's where the world needs Perfect. to see us. So thank you for making it happening, sister. I love you. Thank you for being here. You are amazing. And... That wraps up another episode of A Little Something Extra. extra. So how does that go, Franco? They could watch us on YouTube or you could listen to us anywhere that you stream podcasts, right? You stream podcasts? Is that how you say it? You do stream podcasts. Look at you go. I'm getting the lingo. It only took me till season two. (laughs) Yes, anywhere. Spotify, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube. We are on them all. Or you could just go to our website at littlesomethingextra.org. And then you could see it all. Awesome. Thank you, Jeannie. We love you, sister. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. See you soon.